You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. And David, I just want to get these announcements from the Stock Exchange News Service out the way first. And obviously we can't go through them. I'll go through a lot more with uh, Nick Kunzer on the five o'clock shadow later on. But we've had Tungela, the coal company, mm-hmm. coming up with a trading update, Nedbank trading update, Hyprop update as well. Nampak came out with their full year numbers to the end of mm-hmm. September. Uh, Tongot Hewlett trading update, which wasn't well received in the early part of trading. And Alexander Forbes interim results and in the afternoon Grindrod came out with numbers as well this must be one of the last busiest days of the year any of those companies that you want to cherry pick not really you know I I looked at Nampak and the market marked them down quite significantly now I haven't been watching them to the point of uh, understanding the company that well but it does seem that they're, they're moving in the right direction you know I thought if I looked through it they brought down their debt they're doing quite well in Nigeria. I know all of these have been uh, highlighted or signaled in a trading update, but I'm not quite sure why the market punished them as much as they did. Listen, there, there, there's not a lot to look forward to. You know, they can keep they can keep going along the lines of uh, that they're going improving costs, but uh, you, you're not going to get knockout numbers coming from them. But at least they're moving in the right direction. And, and the benefits will come from uh, a massive debt reduction. But I, I didn't think that they were worthy of, um, you know, being hurt as much as they have. So, uh, but, but, you know, you need, to, you need to talk to some kind of an analyst who's, uh, you know, who's much more familiar with the numbers. But the share price was after about 15, 20 minutes of trading this morning, which is the last time I looked at it. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Uh, it was up one and a third percent. Obviously, everyone had a look and said, no, wait a second, this is no good. Is that what happened? Yeah, they're down eight and a half percent. Oh my goodness me, that's big, isn't so, it? I don't know. I don't know why. I, to be honest, you know, sometimes there might have been something in the presentation mm. that uh, that scared people. But I mean, just looking at you know from from outside and saying, okay, you know, the, the financials are looking a lot better than they did, and there was nothing that that management said that really scared me. But um, um, and when I when I say said. I'm talking about what was published, not what was said in the presentation. But, but overall, it it looked okay. You know, I don't. Uh, and 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 otherwise, uh, the other results. You know, Tonga, uh, a, a terrible number from them. They're under a lot of pressure. It's such a difficult area to be in. You know, they they they're still trying to come out of the period. I mean, which they were completely uh, screwed by previous management and uh, yeah. sugar is a diff- such a difficult industry you, you know you never know where you are with the sugar price and it's weather related it's it's globally weather you know global weather related and this was an awful result but i think it had also been um you know it was also discounted by the market but Lindsay, people look with it you know i mean investors are looking at it with a view to you know can we actually save the company and can we turn around you know, they, they need a lot of money to offset the debt. So, I mean, here are two super companies that, that, that used to dominate the industrial market on the JSE that have come under severely bad times and uh, uh, trying to trade their way out of it. 
And then there was another. I must bring up one logic, which is a tragic case. I saw I don't that know if you one. Looked at yeah. it. I know. I saw the name <laughs> flash up, and I thought, "Does anyone look at this anymore?" I would have thought. But if this was twenty years ago, this would have been a company that everyone was focusing on because it had tech in its name or uh, some sort well, of. Well, yeah. But but it, now it was a favourite. It's a favourite tech company because hmm. of uh, um, you know just a favourite tech company because of. Um, it, it, it was involved in, um, in in logistics and in supply chain and everything. But the worst thing is, I mean, they got absolutely hammered by a rainstorm. Apparently, you know, they transport motor vehicles and they transport other things as well. Oh, and there was yeah. a freak, freak hailstorm mm. in one of their stockyards, which damaged all the cars. Oh, they were goodness. insured, but still, but, but, but. But uh, we fell short on the insurance and had to fork up about twenty twenty five million. So the results were, were really were really hurt. And then of course there have been so many other disruptions uh, in in the logistics business, and you know that hurt them. But I it's it's one that you know it's often been mentioned on programs that you talk on or, or hear and uh, uh, you know and, and fundamentally a very good company, but just hurt by a freak accident. So. So when you go down about five and a half percent, yeah. When you go to the airport and you see those great big mm. lot lots with with brand new white, mainly white cars, funnily enough, and all those uh, um, car transporters queuing up to get them, that's that's a sort of one logics uh, operation. Is it all part of their operation? It's it's part of their operation. I don't know the exact. I don't know the you know. I I always know them for those those hideous you know those hideous. Uh, trucks that come with about 20 different cars stacked on yeah, them. Yeah, that's you know, what I was saying, yeah, yeah. That's how they're going to fall off, you know. They always look like they're going to fall off. And I wonder how they get them on. But those are the ones, so they will deliver. Mm. But obviously they have to store them, you know. They don't go knock on the door at Ford's factory and say, okay, load up, you know. Yeah. Ford delivers it then to a site and they go and deliver. So anyway, it's, it's not a company I know exceptionally well, but just surprised by, you know, how the weather can turn on a company, these freak-type storms, what it does to an insurance company and also this to, to this business. Well, I imagine the risk uh, management teams, uh, short-term insurers everywhere around the world must be readjusting their risk profiles and also their premiums because weather is not going to get any more stable, is it, in the future? No. No, you mean floods. Well, floods, floods hailstorms, hail earthquakes, uh, landslides, all that sort of yeah. thing. I mean, if, oh. if you're a farmer, I mean, you've got everything's going along nicely, and suddenly an unseasonal uh, hailstorm comes along and wipes out your crop. I mean, th then you're stuffed. I mean, in literally, I've seen, I've, I saw a program about in, that. Funnily enough, and in half half an hour, a whole year's yeah. work goes out the window. Yeah. So, yeah. short-term yeah. insurers, I don't know if I'd be investing in a company in, in, in a company that is indulged in that business. Now, they normally cover themselves. They offset some of the risk. Hmm. So, it's a, you know, this is Buffett's made all his money through short-term insurance because you get the premiums up front, and if you do have to pay, it's only a year, a year and a half down the line. So, and then, then they've always got the small print to prevent them paying, you know, as we saw with Santa. <laughs> you know, said, oh, we're not going to pay you. You know, oh, you mean they they're thieves? Different, you know, with those not Santa, of course. I'm just saying in general. They, they yeah, pull no, the wool over your eyes. Mean, yeah, you remember sometime now, even now sometime didn't exactly cover themselves in glory because all these businesses who were hurt because of COVID said, listen, you know, we've got business interruption insurance. And they, they contested that it wasn't business interruption. And it wasn't the pandemic. It was the government who closed 
enforced lockdown. Anyway, I think they lost a lot of, not credibility, but a lot of public opinion was against them, saying, hold on a sec, these poor hotels and all these restaurants, it wasn't their fault. You know, so they, that's why they bought insurance. But that's that's what insurance companies do, and they get uh, stacks of uh, of advocates, and you know, sit down and go through the go through the um, contracts in fine print, and then the courts come out and gave them a scathing slap on the wrist, uh, you know, just for the way that they acted. So I'll say that's what insurance companies do. You know, they protest like anything before they pay you out. <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> anyway, I hope they don't sponsor your show. But no, I mean, no. anyway. And if they did, um, <laughs> That's it. they can go and jump in the lake. But they do a very good job anyway. But just occasionally, unless you read yeah. the small print, you might get shafted. David, okay, so, so no Grindrod, no Tungela, no Ned Bank, not even a Ned Bank comment? No, no. Ned Bank's okay. Mm. No, no, a very solid number. You know, it's in line with the other banks. They're doing well. They, they've, they well run, therefore they overprotected themselves you know, over, over, um, um, they made sure that they had the right cover, and uh, um, you know, in terms of impairments, they wrote off a lot amount, made the right provisions. Now they're reversing all of those provisions, and 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 I think one of the benefits that we have seen or highlights, uh, Lindsay, is that um, people have paid off their debt far better than everybody thought they would. Um, that that's been very interesting in terms of the provisions that a lot of the a lot of the banks, financial institutions made, you know, believing that the pandemic would hurt the economy a lot more than it did. It hurt the economy, but but somehow um, you know consumers and businesses were in better shape than they thought. Households and uh, have have um, you know paid off have paid off better than. Than the market expected, so it's a reversal of those provisions that has underpinned some of these results. Hmm. Uh, but you're not seeing, you know, we're not seeing a lot happening here. It's my biggest gripe. It's not, I'm not, hmm. I'm not moaning at the banks. I'm just moaning that there's no investment in this country. You know that 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 um, the the policies are not there to bring people in because that's when banks really thrive. So, anyway, yeah. so no, yeah, I understand it's what you're saying. Enough result. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all to do. I mean, I, I, I still think that banks' um, fortunes are inextricably linked to economic growth in the country yeah. Yeah. in which they do business, especially the those South African banks, which are not doing so much outside of South Africa's borders. They're, they're reliant on the uh, local economy, the local consumer, the local customer, the local investor. So, yes. Where you where you go if the economy is doing well, David? Mm, you mentioned yeah. Warren Buffett. Now you kindly, yes. I don't know you had a bee in your bonnet. Was it Saturday morning or Sunday morning? You started sending me messages. Um, <laughs> said, you said something. You, you were responding to some football comment. Charlie Munger. That's it from Charlie, Charlie Munger. Spoke, yeah. Mm. Mm, he okay, spoke go on. At the Son Conference in Sydney. Yeah. And uh, the Son Conference is. It's a very good organization. We haven't got time to go into the history of it, but no. it, it raises money for, I think, maybe pediatric cancer or, or other, um, you know, for, for other health re reasons. And that's why I think because of that, Charlie Munger gave an interview. I would imagine it was a, a Zoom interview. And, you know, Charlie's 97. He's a cantankerous old man, <laughs> as Warren Buffett calls him. You know, he says that he's, uh, he's, he's you know, Warren is, uh, I mean, Charlie's Old Testament, you know, meaning his views are very, very conservative. So uh, he was he was having a go, you know, at at the market number one, 
saying it's it's exceptionally high. He hasn't seen valuations as high as this since the dot com boom. And then he had another go at the um, at cryptocurrencies. And the one comment I loved is yeah. you know he made the, he made a normal comment saying look. Uh, the promoters are are really. It, it, it's all about making money for yourself, not really for the people who buy it from you or whom you're promoting it to. But he says, "Have you seen the characters that actually run these businesses?" He says he would never allow them to marry into his family. I saw that. Yes. <laughs> so, but, but, so, but but David, I sent out. I mean, on mm. on Saturday, I, I you know you can trade Bitcoin twenty four hours a, yeah. a day, seven days a mm. week, and there's a, a number of weekend platforms that I look at, and I looked at one, and I thought, well, this can't be right. The, share, the, the Bitcoin price was mm. down almost twenty mm. percent at one stage, yeah. and I put out a tweet about it. Immediately, I got a, a friend of mine who's a and she she's a crypto fan. She said, buy the dips. I sent. Um, the same thing to mm-hmm. another chap that you know quite well, and he said it's going to zero. So I don't know where it is. I mean, I, <laughs> I know the second one that I described is probably uh, closer to reality than, yeah. the, than the first yeah. one because that person isn't quite as well-versed in financial markets as, as, as the second one. I don't say it's going yeah. to zero, but to go from 68,300 to at one stage 46,300 yeah. the other day, that's, that's a 22,000 per yeah. coin yeah. Uh, fall, yeah. which is what, about 25, 27%, something like that? Yeah. You can't yeah. have that as a store of value. They're talking no. about it being a store of value. Of course you can't. No. You can't invest in that. No. You can't hand it over to a retailer because the retailer is going to no. say, okay, well, I'll fix the price now because it, it, today, no. tomorrow it could be 10% lower or 10% higher. I'm not willing to take that risk, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what it does expose? And mm. and I think this is where uh, we got worried or I got worried was the volatility in the sense that um, the promoters go out and sell, you know, or forcefully sell. And they're also given media time, you know, because uh, the media see this as a story. Mm. And I'm not having it, you know, I'm talking about the big channel, the channels, the business channels. They see it as a story. Um, a lot of the investment banks say, well, look, you know, this is, this is uh, everybody wants it. Let's have a desk that sells it because we're going to make commission. No one cares about what happens afterwards. Once, once that investment banker or uh, salesman sells it to you, they don't really care about you. You've paid for it, etc. You know, they might give you the pitch. I mean, that's history. You know, we, there, there's nothing new about that. And and that's a crazy thing is that all the people who buy it, you know, are led to believe that this is going to be uh, their savior. This is going to take them um, above what I call the great unrich. You know, this is going to give them great riches. And these poor people buy it without really knowing what they buy. Not only that, they gear up as well. And that's the danger. In other words, they borrow to buy. Yes. And that's that's... That's the worst thing you can possibly do. And once this starts to unfold or unravel, of course, all those geared investors just have to get out fast because they can't afford the margin calls. And that's where you get the sell-off. So it, it, it's – honestly, this is like clubbing seals. You know, this is uh, – you know, you can see these happen. Yeah, of course, they're going to come out now and say – all the promoters are going to come out and say, oh, this is just a – this is a scratch, you know. <laughs> it's a flesh wound. Don't worry. We'll be back. But I, it scares me. And I think also the authorities are clamping down now. You know, there's, there's much more, um, uh, much, much closer look into the regulation of these cryptocurrencies. So I just, it, you know, I've always said until it's regulated, until I know 
if I buy, I'm going to get the other party delivered to me. I just remain out of it. Yeah. And also, I think your views are, yeah. Well, my views are that I'm talking from a position of extreme ignorance. In other words, I don't mm. understand mm. a cryptocurrency. Mm. I understand that when certain people try to rip people off, if it's a, a East Euro Eastern European, Russian, or whatever yeah. other gang, yeah. North Korean gang trying to extort money from a large company, they ask to be paid mm. in bitcoins or, mm. or, or some other mm. crypt cryptocurrency. Sorry to single out bitcoin. Uh, but. Um, Otherwise, I don't understand it. I really don't. Well, no. And, and the other thing where it's failed a test mm. is that um, here you've had a little bit of a market shakedown. You've had people very nervous about markets. Volatility's up. We're all over the place. I mean, it's been a very difficult markets to read. These are the kind of markets you think that people would uh, or investors would go to gold mm. or they'd go to uh, some other form of uh, protection. You know, we've been talking about inflation all the time. No, they didn't. They didn't provide the protect, uh, protection. In fact, they provided the other. You know, the complete opposite. And they've crashed a lot more than the equity markets. You know, which have been very fragile, or which are fragile. So if, if you have a look I, at Bitcoin, I, I'd worry about it. Yeah. All I can say is, if you have a look, how much is the S and P up this year? Twenty-one percent. Twenty-two percent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll give it to you if you really want it. But, I mean, I can look at a chart now quickly to do that. But it is up. If I had a fast computer, I could tell you in a sec. You can go and buy them in, in, in most good stores, David. With your Bitcoin. It's the program. It's the... <laughs> No, that's right. The S&P in, in U.S. dollar terms is up. In How US much this dollars, year? Yeah. It is up 15.5%. Oh, is that all? Oh, okay, I thought it was up about 20. Oh, no, no, no wonder. No, sorry. Sorry, I am. It's it's my fault. I gave you a five-year. It's up 22.5. There you 20, go. Uh, sorry, 20.8. 20.8. Okay, let's call it 21%. Let's round it off between friends. Yeah. And can you, yeah. can you tell me how much Bitcoin is up or down this year? I don't know if my chance gets it. <laughs> it says here, uh, the high for the year. Oh, that can't be true. 68,990. Yeah, yeah, that was a high. Okay, yeah. 68,090.6. Yeah. Mm. And the low for the year, um, no, this is all wrong. Yeah. I, now, where, did, where did it start? You know, that's where you've got to. Yeah, that's exactly uh, right. Where was it on the 1st of no, January? No, I've, I've got this uh, website, it's, which but, I can't navigate. But you know what? It probably you is know, up for the year, though, isn't it? Probably. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You know, because uh, it, it's... It's the volatility, and it's where most people starting to buy. If you bought it years ago, that's that's very easy. You know, that's easy to say. But the majority of the people have come in at much higher prices, and I think that's you know for me that's the uh, you know that's that that's the worry. So um, it, it's yeah, I'm looking at this. I know this is a, I, I haven't got the right kind of chart. It doesn't um, fact set where we are. Doesn't quote the actual Bitcoin itself. But I mean, that's that's the worry. It's not it's not where they were. It's when everybody came in and started to buy them. You know, that's uh, you know that that that's that's really what um, worries me. Yeah, and also what worries you is you don't know what you you don't know what you're buying. Well, people like you and I and Charlie Munger He's don't no really know. He probably does know, even no. though he's 97. But I think when you're 97 and you're a multi-billionaire. 
um, you can say what you like, can't you? I mean, you can you, say, yeah. Yeah, in yeah. about five yeah. years' time, you'll be, you'll, yeah. when you haven't got any association with a corporation, a, co a financial services company, which is probably going to happen uh, because you just get bored with it and you don't need to d d do this sort of thing every day, right. you can say what you like, David Shapiro. Yeah, that's what, well, Charlie does that, and he's always been known for doing that. You know, he's, he's, he's straightforward, very, very conservative in his views and very down to the, you know, uh, down to the point. And, uh, uh, and he's, a, he's a, you know, he's a very, very sharp mind. Yes. Lindy, where I disagree with him, and I'm, I'm getting my mind around this, is that, you know, he, he mentioned, uh, he's mentioned some of the valuations. And, you know, as we try and prepare, and uh, I'm not preparing because it's the end of the year. I'm preparing because it's an end of a period. You know, we've come to a stage where we're kind of getting out of the pandemic. Yes, there's the Omicron uh, variant now and it's upsetting, but we'll get out of it. You know, what has happened is medicine has been developed and, and, and more and more we're finding treatments and it won't be long before we're out. But we're also now getting a change of heart in, in inflation in the, the message that's coming out of the Fed. So you have to, we have to, position ourselves, okay, you know, <laughs> we're now going into uh, a new season. How do, you know, how do we play the season? So I've been looking at what's intrigued me and, and is how much money is going into new develop, new products, new areas, you know, in medicine, in biotech, in, you know, in, in medical sciences, huge amount of technology you know the amount of that, that i keep saying you know all the big the fangs i know it's now meta you know uh facebook is now meta but the amount of money that they spend you know employing uh new engineers scientists and that to, to develop new products yeah and that's i find that i'm saying hold on a sec don't don't write off the market you know we're going to get something coming out of all these investments uh, in clean air, the amount, in electric vehicles, in battery, in all of these, a lot of money is going in, you know, which is helping the sciences. And, and, and that's why, I, you know, my stand is, hold on, all this money, look at space travel, Bezos, um, you know, Richard Branson. I mean, these are, these are exciting areas. I know they, What's they exciting about it? The, What's exciting about putting well, two well, people I, up in no, space of, and they're each paying $150,000? What's exciting <laughs> well, about that? Start. And they're up there for 11 minutes. Can you tell I me mean, that's I know, exciting? But it's a start. Well, it's exciting for them to do that 11-minute journey. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's the start of something will come out of it. Not, uh, whether it's not where, mm. well, not while we're alive, is there, you're not going to get a <laughs> yeah, well, you're not going to get a spacecraft with three three hundred and fifty people on it going around, and they're all paying ten thousand dollars. It's going to be exclusive until you and I are dead and buried. You know that. Mm, yeah. And I what know. are they getting out of it? What are they getting out of it? Is there anyone that can go up in space and say, "I've actually just seen, I've, I've just uh, re-split the atom, or I've suddenly seen the meaning of life because I've seen Africa uh, from X, <laughs> you know, forty, fifty, sixty, hundred thousand feet above the the Earth? No, I don't yeah, think well, so. I'd like, to, I'd like to do it even in. Uh uh, virtually, I'd, I'd, I'd like to go on a trip like that and see what it's like. Well, let me just so they can give me the virtual version of it. Well, we'll do a podcast from there if, if there is a cell phone yeah. signal. Um, but that wasn't who was it? Howard Hughes that made that giant plane that didn't work, and there was uh, yeah, a film with, with Leonardo oh, DiCaprio. Yeah, I mean yeah. that was his, and it was a great idea and everything because he had too much money, <laughs> yeah, and that's what they're doing. <laughs> They've all got too much money. Don't <laughs> stay on Earth and please do us some good rather than trying to go to Mars and Uranus 
Christmas and all those places. <laughs> I don't know why they want to do it. I really don't. And I know I'm being a Luddite, but that's just the way I feel. Uh, David, mm-hmm. what else are you seeing? We're now on um, December the 6th. So 19 yeah. days to Christmas and 10 days until South Africa closes down. And closed down it will. Um, so we're almost at the end of it, aren't we? Yeah, I think we're getting a bit tired. Markets look a bit flat and tired, very volatile. Um, I, th- I think we'll we'll end up a little bit better. I think this Delta, ver- sorry, this what's it, Omicron variant. Omicron, yeah. I think will just play itself out. Uh, I think there's been a lot of false information about it, and you know, I mean, all of a sudden, every economist is now an expert on the virus and vice versa. Yeah. You know, you know, what I mean, and every virus person is a is is an expert on the economy, you know. So I I just uh um you've got to be very careful about what you listen to. But I think that anecdotally here a lot of people are getting it. Um Lindsay, a lot of people I know have come down with it, but there's no seriousness. There's no hospitalization. And that's I uh, you know, the number of people that spread us through through events, you know, whether it's been a wedding, a bar mitzvah or so and so. Mm. Uh, and a lot of kids have picked it up, but no one's seriously ill. They've all been vaccinated, um, and I think that's that's really what we're going to probably find is that it kind of uh, you know works its way out. And I think what will happen is as as that news comes, market will stabilise again. But I still think we're in for as as I mentioned earlier. I think that's why I'm saying it's time to say we're going into new season. How do we play this? Where do we go? You know, I don't, I don't want to go back to old buying old grocery stores, you know. I don't want to go and say, I'll go into a value investment, you know, get a go go and buy an old grocer who's got those. Remember those khaki coats and stands behind a counter? I like something that's exciting. <laughs> I like growth companies. <laughs> so you can't get me into value, you know. So you'll go to the shop, but you won't buy the stock. Okay, I understand. Well, yeah. No, I, 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 you know what I mean? I, 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 like, I like companies that are going to change the way that we act or do things and, and so on. That's why. I don't know whether it's going to be my year next year. <laughs> it's always your year, David. You know that. Okay, well, then, then now we can move away from the markets, unless there's something else that you want to alert me to, but uh, I doubt it on this Monday. But um, we have to look now at um, football. Liverpool scored in the 94th minute um, to beat Wolves. And and I know, you, dis- I know you dislike <laughs> Liverpool uh, intensely, uh, almost as much as I yeah. dislike Manchester United. You did the same yeah. thing, and Fred scored a good goal, but I didn't mm. think they impressed. I mean, the new yeah. manager came out and said we played with such intensity and we were pressing and, and there was so much drive and there was so much energy and everybody wanted the ball all the time. I thought, you just, you, you've just beaten Crystal Palace 1-0. Do me a favour. That's all, I know. Mm. No, I know. I know it wasn't, and, and uh, in front of the home crowd as well. Yeah. So, and Crystal Palace are Crystal Palace, you know. They, it's a very small team. We're in the south of London. It is they in haven't the got the resources that. No. Yeah. Listen, Patrick Vieira is the new manager, but listen, Wolves as well. I mean, with Liverpool, I I just felt sorry for Wolves because they really tried their hardest, and you know that it should, this should come about in the ninety fourth minute. I just feel so sad for Wolves. Um, if 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 Liverpool would have gone up one or two nil in the early stages, yeah, and then you accept it. But I mean, poor old Wolves holding on and then have to face this right at the end. Manchester City are looking and, fantastic, and, aren't they? Yeah, great oh, team, please. great team. I think so. I think I, I I hope they take it. You know, I think that's a Chelsea look shocking. 
I mean, they look terrible. And, and credit to West Ham. I mean, what a game they play, going down, coming back at them. And I, I think Chelsea, I don't know what it is. It's just something so terribly boring about them. Well, there is, you see. I don't you, know what it is. You I can mean, look you at the statistics. Yeah, if you're a statistician, mm. you say, right, you, yeah. don't, you don't know anything about football, but here's what they do, all these teams. This is how many goals they've scored. These are the number of games they've won and lost and drawn and everything. And people will say, oh, Chelsea look pretty good. But you watch them. I don't know. It's like watching something going on at a factory rather than an, at an art gallery. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing, no, there's no. nothing entertaining about no, it. It's no. really dull. No, it is. That's why I was glad that West Ham did what they did. Oh, me too. You know, it's, a, it's a battling team from where? Southeast of London. No, they're east end of London. No, they're <laughs> east, east end. Yeah. yeah, very much mm. so. And uh, just uh, finally, and let's end it on a sad note, uh, two teams that have fallen from grace. I mean, Everton, I think, were, didn't they win the... Um, the old European Cup at one stage under Howard Kendall. Yeah, they might I can't remember, but anyway, they were, you know, they they were a dominant force uh, along with Liverpool uh, for a, for an, a couple of years. They're playing Arsenal tonight. Two mm. teams mm. that have fallen by the wayside, David. Yeah, yeah. You know, I made a point, and and I know it was a tweet, and it was a tweet made in anger, but as far back as I can remember now, going back to the Invincibles in the two hundred five season. Yeah. I don't think subsequent to that there's been a season that's 16 years odd where Arsenal have beaten uh, any of the big teams. They might have had the odd win, you know, but, but never consistently. So when they play the big teams, whether even, and I'm going to include Man United in there, Man United, uh, City, Chelsea, Liverpool, they never beat those teams. So you never have bragging rights during a season. You know, those are the those are the games you want to win. And not, you know, giving them in both teams, I think out of, if they play them, say, that's eight matches, they might be lucky if they win one or two or draw one or two. And I think that's the one thing that's dragged me down more than anything else is that, yes, so they might be Crystal Palace, but when they come to the big games, they're always on the losing side. You know, they've always been, and this is for 15, 16 years. So you know that when they go on to play Man City, before they even run on, they 2 nil down. Or <laughs> Liverpool, you know. That, you know what I mean? Um, I do. You know, and, and that, that's what upsets me about, um, you know, about Arsenal, is that uh, they just haven't had it. And, you know, I, that's what I want them to do. I want to know that when they go on to play Man United or Man City or something, there's a chance they could win. I don't mind if they lose one nil, but at least there was a chance. Now, ugh. anyway, okay, Dave, what can I say? Presumably at 10 o'clock <laughs> South African time, you won't be watching the Everton no, Arsenal game. I shall be watching it at 9 o'clock Central European time, and I shall report back to you in the morning. David Shapiro, thank you very much. Okay. David is from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg, and that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.